Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Hi everybody and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf's Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. On this morning's show, we're going to try and and tackle one of the, the biggest concerns when it comes to encouraging and teaching your kids when it comes to sports and and quite frankly, in helping them to prepare for life's hurdles as well. I'm talking about the blessing of adversity. And that's right, I refer to it as a blessing. That's because while adversity often presents itself as a a setback, a disappointment, or a serious downturn, the truth is, in the long run, if your son or daughter, and you, are prepared to know how to deal with disappointment, then adversity can be used to make your athlete into even better and stronger than ever before. Now, of course, that's the silver lining. And while that might sound a little bit Pollyannish, I got to tell you, it really isn't. Learning from adversity is something that all youngsters have to be educated about. They need to know the value of learning from defeat and disappointment, and how they need to decide whether the next step is important to them. Now look, we all know that that this process is difficult, not just for the youngster, for the young athlete, but it's difficult for most parents as well. It takes time, patience, and quite frankly, you have to walk a very fine line here. Now, friends, i got to tell you, this is important stuff. And as I go through this topic this morning, feel free to chime in with your own thoughts and comments as well. You know the number. It's 877-337-6666. Let me start with this baseline truth. Every athlete, and I mean every athlete, experiences and confronts adversity in some form or another during their athletic career. That's just a fact. And adversity comes in a, well, in a wide variety of sizes and shapes. Now look, let's be honest here. If your youngster doesn't care about adversity, such as trying out for a team and getting cut, or in effect playing competitive sports is just not a, not a big deal to them, well, the adversity they, they encounter, that's just going to help push them away in a different direction from sports. That, that's fine. That's the way life is. We all know that not every 
kid has the desire to be involved in athletics. However, for the youngster who does love sports and who does want to continue, then when they do not make the team or they are not named as a starter or they are not being viewed as a top player, well, that can really sting. Or if they make the, the, the key or crucial error that costs the team a big win, or if they are flagged for a penalty that nullifies the winning TD, these are all, all tough times in a kid's life. So the ultimate questions are these. As a sports parent who wants to see you know, their youngster succeed, how do you prepare your kid in advance for setbacks? And just as important, what do you say and do when they experience that disappointment or setback? Now, I'm going to offer some thoughts, which quite honestly is based upon my own personal experience as a sports parent, as a college coach, as a sports psychology mentor. You may have your own approach, but I got to tell you, I have found this has worked for me over the years. When your child is confronted by adversity, you got to give them plenty of space and some privacy. Let the sting sink into them. Let your youngster cry. Your sole job at this point is to just offer solid hugs and quiet support. No, you don't ignore your child, but you also don't rush in and start to lecture them, or even worse, come up with excuses or alibis for your youngster, or, or put the blame on other people in their life, such as perhaps their coach or a referee who made a, made a bad call. And by the way, Understand throughout all this that you, as the parent, you're hurting as well. No mom or dad ever wants to see their child have to confront adversity. But let's be honest here. The hard truth is that you have to let your kid, especially if they're old enough to be in middle school or high school or older, you've got to let them grapple with what has happened and let them confront adversity on their own terms for at least a couple of days and let them try and figure it out for him or herself. Remember, we all learn more from adversity and losing than we do from winning. Why is that? Because we focus much more on what we did wrong and then on how to get better and how to improve. Okay, two or three days after this setback has occurred, that's when you quietly approach your athlete and start to talk with them. See what they have to say. Let them do the majority of the talking. But this is a time where you can begin to reinforce the life lesson that nothing in sports is ever guaranteed. And if they want to get over this hurdle, whatever this disappointment was, this setback, then it's up to them to decide how they are going to move forward. And that usually means becoming even more determined about their practice and their effort. Now, of course, try to get them to understand about how to begin to view adversity as a kind of learning tool, as a kind of blessing, that's the word I use, that helps them focus more precisely on what they need to do to get to the next level. As I've noted, I've given this topic a lot of thought over the years and how parents need to prepare themselves for when their kid goes through it. And they will. I guarantee you that. Because remember this, friends, your youngster 
when they confront adversity, they're going to take their cues on how to handle it from you. It's as simple as that. I mean, I, 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 I have to tell you, parents obviously are so involved these days in their kids' sports and their activities and making sure that they succeed and so on and so forth that when something happens that doesn't seem to be part of the game plan, parents really, unfortunately, get so involved and so emotionally involved themselves that they sometimes lose sight of how their youngster can learn and build from the situation. I mean, it's, it's that, that difficult. 877-337-6666. Um, I, I, I really think this is a topic that, quite frankly, we talk about all the time. But on this morning's show, we're going to talk a little deeper about it as to, A, as a mom or dad, as a sports parent, what do you do to prepare your kid to expect this to happen? And B, how do you let them learn this life lesson so they are better prepared for the ups and downs, not just of sports, but of life as well. All right, let's let's start our conversation this morning. Let's go to uh, let's go over to Elizabeth, New Jersey. Ed Ward is standing by. Ed, good morning. You're first up on the fan today. Good morning, Rick. How you doing? How was your daughter's wedding? It was wonderful. Thank you, Ed. I, it was just uh, beyond spectacular. Look, every every wedding is wonderful, but this one, and of course, I was the father of the bride, and Samantha was just beautiful. But I got to tell you, it was really spectacular. Thank you. Well, congratulations. Rick, this is a this is a great topic to talk about. One of the things that my father did when my myself and I had two brothers who also played sports did, he'd come to the games and he would sit in the opposite side of our dugout for yep. baseball and just mind his business, watch the game. He was glad to see us play. And then when we came home at night, cause, or when we came home, he always came home around nine thirty because he was a car salesman, so you know the hours. They work till like 9 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. So he'd come home, and he'd mind his own business, and, he, and then he'd come out and say maybe half hour while he's home, hey, did you have fun playing today? We'd, we'd always say yeah, but sometimes it wasn't the jovial way. And he, would, um, he wouldn't interfere, but if we had said to him, Dad, can I talk to you about something? And let's say it was maybe about hitting or whatever, and he'd always say this. Whatever I tell you, you could try, but you never go against your coach because he works with you every day. Right. And uh, it was funny. You know, the organization I coached with, we had tryouts yesterday. So when every time their kids would come up to bat, we had them in the center. They don't want want to run over and watch them hit. And then we have parents guiding them. And then when we had our meeting at the end, and we had to tell these parents, look, if you're going to be part of our organization, you can't be interfering during the game and all that stuff. Let us do the coaching. After the game, you could you could talk to him and all that, and uh, that 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 I think is important. You don't have to be on top of your kid every time they play. You know, sometimes it's good to sit far away and mind your own business and just just enjoy that he's out on, on the court and all that. And you know what? If he's getting the proper coaching, he'll be able to deal with the adversity without question. Yeah, you know, Ed, I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm talking obviously about parenting here, but obviously the, the, the close connections with coaching as well. And, and coaches, uh, they're all part of this too, that they have to prepare their team, their athletes to understand that, yeah, we're all here to win. We all want to win. We all want to succeed, whatever. But let's face it, teams sometimes lose and sometimes kids make bad plays or make mistakes, whatever. And it's up to the coach to also prepare you know, their team to understand their ups and downs in sports. And again, Rick, can I bring up one, sure, go ahead, bring go up ahead. one more point? Yeah, sure. this is the last point. I know you got a lot of callers on this. If, 
if there are kids today that have aspirations of playing college sports, college the college coaches are aware of you as a player. Somehow, someone must have told the coach, "Hey, this you're interested in the school," and you know, and they want to see how you handle adverse situations. <laughs> Absolutely. It, yeah. And if you know what, if you're acting like a jerk, or you get an umpire that rings you up on a pitch that might be a foot outside, or your coach gets on you, or when you strike out, you throw the bat, they're walking away because there's plenty of players at, at your level, skill-wise, that, that they're going to go after. They want the player that's, that's going to represent their program and be a quality student athlete. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad you mentioned that. That's a very, very valid point. Uh, uh, no question about it. Hey, th- thank you as always for the call. Have a great day, Rick. You too, Ed. And, and you know, the thing is, Ed mentions, yeah, I mean, the, the reason why kids uh, react uh, with frustration and lash out and, and do not put on a good show necessarily for potential college uh, coaches or uh, looking at it as a prospect, fortunately, a lot of these kids – uh, do this because, yes, there's an emotional outburst. They may have learned that from their parents. They may have seen how their own parents react with disappointment. Friends, you, you're going to have to sort of take this seriously because, yeah, it, it's something that could really um, bounce back and hurt your kids' progress from one level to the next. And, and it ha- again, it all boils down to how do you cope with adversity? It's there. It's going to happen. It's, it's, uh, it's something that, um, again, we all know it's there. We just don't often talk about how to prepare for it. Okay, that's where that's what we're discussing today at 877-337-66. When I come back, we'll take more of your calls talking about adversity. Back here on the Sports Edge this morning, we're talking about one of the most important sports parenting skills every mom and dad needs to know about to anticipate and quite frankly how to steal yourself when your kid goes through it. I'm talking about adversity. You know, by the by the time you're a parent, you, of course, have had your own personal experiences in sports with uh, coping with adversity. That is, uh, you played sports and you've had to find your own way in order to, to deal with setbacks. But when it's your own kid and they encounter it, well, it's just, it's just different because it's not about you, it's about them. And as any parent... You know, you, you, you want to feel protective. You want to lash out. You want to basically sort of turn the clock back and say, no, 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 let's do it this way. The problem is these days, unfortunately, some parents just basically uh, just dive right in and they, they immediately challenge the, the coach or the referee if the, if the parent feels that their youngster has been somehow shortchanged. And you know what I'm talking about. Parent on the sidelines rips into the ref or the umpire for making a call that goes against their kid. Or the parent who confronts the coach because their kid isn't a starter. Now look, we all know this is not acceptable behavior. But it happens routinely. But from the youngster's perspective, when they see and they witness this, what kind of impact does this have on their development in terms of coping with adversity? That is, instead of being forced to come to grips with this, the youngster learns to expect their mom or dad will always be there to argue their case for them, to point out to the coach, the ref, that they are wrong, not to recognize how good their youngster is. So what does that teach the kid? Well, I think you can draw your own conclusions. And personally, I think this is one reason why we now live in a a culture or a society where everybody gets a trophy, regardless of effort or commitment. 
So, so what, what should moms and dads do instead? Now, to me, this whole process starts when the youngsters are young, six, seven, eight years old. First and foremost, by the time your, your kid starts to play sports, you need to introduce them to the reality that, yeah, sometimes you win, just as importantly, sometimes you lose. That's what sports and competition are all about. You need to gently explain to the kids that there are going to be days in their career when they don't win, or they make a bad play, or they're disappointed because they didn't get enough playing time, or one of their teammates is starting ahead of them. Whatever the disappointment is, it's going to fall under the banner of learning how to cope with adversity. The question then becomes, how does your young athlete respond? If they've been taught and encouraged by you that the very best way to respond to setbacks is to understand that these negative moments will happen, well, that's the way to do this. Let them feel the pain. Don't let them try to run away from the sting. Let them learn to own the moment. And parents, as I mentioned, you got to give them some space. Give them a day or two. Yeah, when they come off the field or the court, whatever, or the, off the ice, give them a hug. But definitely avoid going into lecture mode. Above all, do not offer or make alibis for them or insist that you're going to complain to the coach in person or to the athletic director. Try and find some quiet time uh, with the kid a few days later to see if they want to talk. And if they do, let them talk, not you. And again, here's the key takeaway. Remind them that the hidden power of adversity is one that can learn a lot more from losing than from winning. See if they can articulate what they really do need to work on in order to improve their game and to be prepared for the next time adversity gets in their way. And again, this takes some time. It takes patience. And it takes, quite frankly, self-determination. Not from you as a parent, but from your son or daughter. So again, reassure your child that the history books are full of endless examples of top pro athletes who had to overcome all kinds of adversity. In fact, <clears throat> excuse me, have some real-life examples to tell your kids because they're all, all over the place. Michael Jordan, of course, the greatest basketball player of his era, was cut from his high school team as a sophomore. Jose Atuvi, the all-star second baseman of the Astros, was cut at a tryout because no pro scout would take a chance on a kid who was only five foot five. Tell your kids about Jim Abbott, major league pitcher for a decade and who pitched a no-hitter who was born without one of his hands. Steve Young, the Hall of Fame quarterback who was listed as a seventh-string quarterback in college and was ready to quit school and go back home to Connecticut. Have some true-life stories like these ready to give to your youngster when they are down in the dumps and see how they respond. I'll tell you this, young athletes love true-life inspirational stories. But this is your job as a parent. You have to prepare them. You have to let them know that the key to success in sports and in life is preparation. As in, no, you can't guarantee a win. But you, you, you can guarantee your kid if they are prepared to win. Guaranteed to prepare. That's the key in all this. 877-337-6666. As promised, let's go to our calls. Let's go to Brooklyn uh, to Lee. Lee, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning. Enjoying, enjoying the topic. Enjoying the uh, 
you know, continued expressions of uh, trying to bring some clarity to uh, a very uh, touchy subject mm-hmm. in sports. Thank you. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's a sad thing, but basically, you know, you see these some of these athletes, they come out, you know, and they... You know, they get involved with uh, all kinds of things that their parents sometimes leave out, you know. Through the adversity, they train them very well with sports, but they forget about the morals and other things that the children have to learn. And those examples of, like you said, of Michael Jordan and different ones, yeah. But also, too, you look at the, some of the lifestyles that they live, you know. So it's good to be for a parent to be balanced and also, you know, teaching their kids other things because they get so inundated sometimes with uh, teaching the adversity of sports that they they forget to teach them about other adversities or other trials that they will go through and fail sometime. You know, when you think about some of these rape allegations or some of the sports plays that, uh, you know, they say are done uh, illegal things or uh, got involved with some kind of uh, contraband or, or gun activity. So um, I think it's the it's the well-roundedness that a child has that they don't go home and continue to have to have that on their mind, but their parents can give them other things to to that they have to work out in life as well. And Lee. as the game is over, sports is over. Okay, so we we move on to another area of life. Yeah, because that's I, what you I, do I, in I, school, right? You go yeah, to different say, I, so you might, I, you I might agree more about this because <clears throat> you know I often refer to Grant Hill. You know the the NBA star and how his parents, uh, you know, had basically taught him that you got to have two parachutes in life. One is the the first parachute is to pursue pursue you know sporting career, but be prepared for something else if that doesn't work out. <clears throat> and that right. is the, and that, but, but, yeah. So that that's 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 one of the aspects that I was uh, a keen in on, but more more or less more towards life as well, because sometimes that is that. Uh, that adversity that the kids face, they sometimes it pushes them in the wrong direction. If they don't understand anger and, and uh, their mood swings or right. different types of uh, feelings that they have inside of them, it can turn into something else, uh, more uglier. So uh, I, I appreciate, again, I, I appreciate the topic. And parents shouldn't put such a, uh, uh, such a high emphasis on sports. It should be something enjoyed. And if they become good and great at it, good. But otherwise, they should definitely have other adversities that children can go through uh, and, and keep the balance. Yeah, I, I, I hear you loud and clear on that. Lee, thank you for uh, the call this morning. I, I appreciate it. That's uh, at, at least points well taken. I mean, it, it is all about balance. It is about making sure, look, if your kid has a talent and really wants to stay in sports, that's great. But again, parenting is, is a complicated, you know, process. And you got to make sure that, because you understand, they're going to watch how you react when things don't go well in their career and how you react to this and how, you know, they want to get some, some guidelines, some, some, some direction from, from mom and dad. Let's, uh, let's, go, to, um, let's go to Jack Smithland over in, uh, in Jersey. Hey, Jack, good morning. I'm e- eager to get your thoughts about this because obviously you coach for a long time and, and obviously, you know, um, this is something every parent has to, has to cope with when their kid goes to adversity. You know, Rick, you 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 hit it. Uh, you hit almost every topic about adversity right on the head. I mean, you know, adversity builds character. Yep. And if you if you treat it the right way, you know, you, when you're teaching your children, you know, when they go through something adverse, um, you have to be there to teach them the lesson about it. Um, you know, you know, one of the things that that I always say to my players and my and my team, 
is that, you know, sometimes you, you hit it before. You said sometimes we win, sometimes we lose. I say sometimes we win, sometimes we learn. Make them understand. <laughs> make them understand that there's, there is no, um, there is, there is value the the fact that we do lose because we do learn from it you know failure is the most important tool in success you know and if you don't treat it that way and you don't teach your children exactly what you talked about in your monologue and your intro you know you're gonna they're gonna move off the path and you know the last gentleman that just got on about you know don't don't emphasize sport and don't you know i'm gonna tell you something i've been around it my whole life and, you know, one of the things that I've learned about sport and my children learned about sport and all my athletes is that it teaches you every life lesson there is. Every life lesson that you can imagine, you can learn through athletics and sports. And, you know, one of the things is be positive. You talked about that, you know, let them, let them feel the, let them feel the anger of, of a defeat, you know, um, Life's all about obstacles. You know, I'm learning that even later in my life. I just turned 71 a couple of weeks back, you know, and I'm going through one of the toughest times of my life right now. And it is adversity. And it's something that I know how to treat because of athletics, because of the way I dealt with 16 knee surgeries, three knee replacements, and a shoulder that's going to be replaced. You know, I mean, I'm held together with duct tape, but I'm out there every <laughs> single day doing exactly what I need to do. I know you. You exercise every single day. You know, there's adverse times, even during our exercise. So you hit everything right on the head, right on the head. And you know what? Be positive. Understand that physical errors are going to happen every single day in athletics and you're going to do something you know it's funny I, I always make a joke about this but when i got married i remember saying to my wife sue before we got married that understand this and this will call this will create a very good marriage understand that every day of my life i'm going to mess up at least once at least once i am i'm going to do something so deal with it and when we teach our kids to deal with adversity, making them understand that failure is such a big part of athletics and life, it becomes a much easier life. Parents, like, uh, like Ed said at the beginning, and I can't wait to hear what Rob has to say, because, you know, Rob and I have been talking about this for the past couple of days. You know, sit back, watch your kid, have fun doing it, and understand that there is no perfect day in athletics even a perfect game there are certain things that happen that could have gone the other way so yeah. you know what i love what this topic is all about i've just i just wrote a paper an article that you and i have been discussing all about failure dealing with failure kids don't know how to do it why because the parents don't teach them how to deal with it teach them teach them early make them understand and you know what you're going to have a better athletic life with your youth yeah. thanks thank thank you jack and i i just want to again uh, underscore some of those thoughts from uh, from jack smithland and that is parents you, you, yeah this is you can't assume that your youngster uh, is somehow born or innately knows how to deal with disappointment or failure particularly when it comes to sports it's just not part of the it's not part of their dna that's why as parenting as parents or as coaches yeah you got to take the time to literally 
consciously explain to them, okay, this is great. I'm glad you enjoy playing sports. I'm glad you lo- love this, that, whatever. Understand, though, that sometimes there's going to be things that aren't going to go your way. And the, the, the higher you climb up that pyramid of, of competition uh, and, and the stakes get higher, yeah, they're going to be, it's going to be more and more difficult to deal with these kind of moments. So you've got to prepare them and explain to them, first of all, number one, when, when something doesn't go your way, and and obviously, <clears throat> excuse me, you're 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 disappointed. Let the kid know that it's okay to feel to feel that pain, to feel that sting, to to cry. That's fine. That's that's life. But it also is part of the process of them trying to to own that situation. And so they begin to sort of figure out, okay, this really hurts. This is meaningful to me. This is meaningful to me, not to mom and dad, but to me. Another question is, how am I going to try and, and figure this out? How do I want to cope with this? And that's part of the process that I think moms and dads, unfortunately, these days try to jump right in and try to fix it. No, let them process it. Because in a day or two, you can go back to them and say, okay, let's talk about this. What, what have you learned from that setback? What do you think you can find out of this that will make you a better athlete, that will improve your game? And I guarantee you, all these, all these athletes I mentioned before, you know, Michael Jordans, Steve Youngs, they all went through this. All athletes go through this. It's just part of the process. But the difference is we need kids today to have some guidance from their parents as to how to react and how to cope with this. That is the key to success in the long run. That's why I say it takes patience. It takes some, some sense of serenity and calmness from the parents. And let them figure it out on their own. Because if they do, as we've heard before, this helps them prepare for not just sports, but for life in general. And that's, that's, that is that is parenting 101. We're trying to get our kids to understand there are going to be ups and downs in life. All right, I, I do want to hear from, from Rob Freed. He's got a great story to tell as well. Uh, we'll get to him and your other calls as well at 877-337-6666. First, first, let me take a time out. When I come back, we'll talk more about the power and the blessing of adversity. Hey, friends, back here on the Sports Edge. Uh, hey, next Sunday morning is the uh, New York City Marathon and has become a tradition on the Sports Edge. My uh, my special guest uh, on competitive running will be Coach uh, Joel Pasternak. Uh, Joel always has great insights and advice for runners of all ages and talks about, you know, what, what pretty much every kid and every uh, track coach and, and parent, everybody who runs wants to know about what Joel has to say. Uh, also, just a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, AskCoachWolf. My website is at AskCoachWolf.com, where you can um, post questions and comments, whatever, on there as well. Okay, speaking of adversity, uh, Sports Edge Police Blotter. This out of Wilton, Connecticut. <clears throat> Excuse me. Police say a Bridgeport man was arrested uh, last week after punching his child's coach during a youth football game between uh, Stanford and Wilton. Uh, Michael Curry, who's 42, was charged with third degree assault and second degree breach of peace. He was released. He's scheduled to appear in court uh, in, a, in a few days uh, up in Stanford. Um, the Wilton police said the incident occurred around uh, quarter of 12 Sunday in a game involving players who were about 10 years old. That would make them, I think, about fifth graders. Um, again, this is just another endless example of how a sports parent deals with adversity. And, of course, 
this fellow's this father's son and all the other kids were watching him, him do this, punching the coach out. Parents, I got to urge you, you, you have to first learn how to deal with adversity before you start teaching your kids. I mean, it's as simple as that. I, I just, this goes on endlessly. And again, that's why this topic this morning is so important, because we really need to not only prepare our kids how to, to cope with life when things don't go the right way, but also parents have to first confront how they're going to deal with adversity. These are vitally, vitally important life lessons beyond sports. And we're getting your calls and comments at 877-337-6666. Let's continue our conversation with Dr. Rob Freed. Rob, good morning. Good morning, uh, Rick. First I, of all, congrats again on your daughter's wedding. Thank you. Thank you very uh, much, And next Rob. week, I will try to make a call from the Verrazano Bridge. Uh, I know Joel, a great coach. I've done some work with him, and he's the right guy obviously discuss this topic uh, for runners who want to start up a program or as who are already competing. Rick, this to me, in all the years I'm calling the station, I've been calling since its inception, this is probably going to be the most important call I've ever made in 40, in, in 37, 38 years, I guess 1987, the station came on board. Running and sports has been my life, and here's my quick story. Number one, uh, my dad was, as you know, and I've mentioned this many times, was a phys ed athletic director. Yes. Like Ed, like Ed said, never, ever would get involved. He'd sit on the sidelines. In fact, rarely did he even watch me compete. He was very proud, and I'll get to that later on in life. I found out on his deathbed how proud he really was, but that's just not with that. my dad. He was a quiet guy and would never get involved like I know your dad when you were participating. The story goes back to 1982. Forty years ago, yeah. uh, my life changed. Uh, the New York City Marathon, I ran my first New York City Marathon, and probably one of the only marathon runners this year, 40 years later, going to be competing next week. And, yeah, I'm scared because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a long way to run, 26 miles. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> but I was a college, I was a soccer player in high school. And here's where we're going to talk about, or I'm going to share my story, how it pertains to everything you're talking about, life and parenting, and what parents should understand. I was a soccer player, and I got clipped in a game in my senior year, tore my MCL, and the great orthopedist, Dr. Russ Warren of New York Giants fame, was my doctor. He was just starting out back in the 70s, late 70s, and uh, was in a cast of six weeks, lost my senior year, and my college soccer career pretty much ended at that time. But he said, when you get out of the cast... I wanted to start running and rehab it, get those quads and hamstrings back, back in shape. Uh-huh. And I did. And I realized I liked running. And I, I actually had a very quick talent. In fact, I was a, became a much far better runner than I was a soccer player. And I was a pretty good soccer player. I thought I had a college potential career. So what did I do? I rehabbed and found out that I could run. I was a walk-on for one year at Delphi. And in 1982... In the middle of my cross-country season, told my coach I'm running New York City, the marathon. That afternoon, after I finished in two hours and 38 minutes, which is six minutes a mile, I became a local celebrity in the metropolitan area as a college kid, being in the top couple hundred in the whole race. And I want to tell you something. I continued this trek along this, okay? I went out and ran Boston. I qualified for Boston that year, which I needed a 250. And it's really, Rick, it's really not about me, but there's so much adversity and failure because I had, I had so much failure. I had, I cried so many times after a bad race. I, of joy and sadness. And I had injuries. And I had to be on the sidelines because I was hurt, Achilles tendonitis, stress fractures, as we've talked about. 
But then later on in life, Rick, I had more adversity. And I'm still out there fighting. And this is for every parent and every coach out there. Last year, a couple year and a half ago, you had Dr. Zimmerman, a, a cardiologist on. Mm-hmm. I found out through COVID that because I had an issue with COVID through a CAT scan, that I had blocked arteries in my heart. This runner who never smoked a cigarette in his life was 138 pounds, all of 5'9", wet. Never smoked a cigarette, had a blockage in my Widowmaker artery. Three stents later, I'm still out there running. I lost my hearing overnight in Boston the morning of a race. Went to bed fine, woke up deaf. I'm still deaf. I have a cochlear implant. I'm fighting every single day tinnitus and balance issues. What I'm basically saying, people, is anybody can do anything they want in life, okay? Failure is part of life. Everything your show, Rick, has ever taught me, and it's so important to me because this is basically my life. Learning sports taught me how to deal with failure in life and deal with the success in life. I've had skin cancer. My father died of melanoma. I've been through chemo, and I have survived. And, I'm st- and you know all this stuff. We've talked, sadly, some of it you, you know over the years. Parents, what I'm basically saying is, and coaches, my daughter was a, a, a very talented high school swimmer. I watched every meet, never talked to the coach, just watched her compete. She didn't bother competing in college. It's just not something she chose to do. Right. But she is doing fabulous in life. Sports are a wonderful tool for life. And you're gonna go, the kids are going to go through failure. I can't tell you, Rick, how often I cried and how nervous as a 61-year-old. I am next week going to be getting on the bridge wondering how is this, how is this going to turn out. Am I going to be able to finish this race? Okay. I mean, I, I finished every one I've ever run. But I'm, this one's a little, a little more special for me. Forty years ago, my life changed, and it made my life. It's like the yellow brick road, Rick. Kids, <laughs> meaning you follow one path, and I follow. I became a podiatrist because of running. All of my profession, as from a phys ed teacher, switched over, all because of sports. Because of passion, because of failure and success. And like Jack Smithlin, a wonderful friend, love the man to death. We become super, super friends over this, and we talk all the time. Everything that man says, I learn every time he calls your show. Rick, your show is so important to me. I, I, I can't begin to tell you, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, and I'm nervous about next week, which I'm thinking about right now. And I'll try to call you from the bridge if I have time, and I'm, I'm up to it, and we can get through. I'll give you a perspective on the Verrazano, what it's going to be like at 7 a.m. in the morning. Um, <laughs> but, Rob, but, let me, let me, I, mean, I didn't want to interrupt you because sure, this is a pretty, pretty, pretty emotional, pretty passionate uh, story you've just related about how, she said, you know, your own career as an athlete. And, you and life. Great, you know, and, and life. And you had great expectations as a soccer player because you were pretty good at it. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you get injured. And then the question is, well, now what do I do? And and suddenly you find that you, you've taken this adversity, this unexpected, unwanted adversity of an injury. And out of nowhere, it, 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 it transformed you into a runner. 
and pretty good runner, quite frankly, if you're running all these marathons and putting up pretty good numbers, pretty good times. Um, and then, of course, this has become, as you said, your profession in life, uh, in podiatry, and, and, you know, this is, you overcome all these hurdles, uh, these health hurdles, because of your ability to understand, okay, another little little uh, setback, another disappointment, I'll get to this as well. Um, and here you are in, in your early 60s, and um, by golly, you're going to run again next Sunday in the New York City Marathon. Well, I, we're, we're going to line up, and I'm going to run. And, and I'm, I'm strong. I'm strong. I'm, gonna do, I'm, I'm trained well enough to do to run well. I mean, I, 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 yeah, but, but the point being, yes, Rick, this is what it's about. I, I did have a, a major, major crushing setback. And sitting, I remember in high school watching the backup goalie play for me. <laughs> thinking that should be me out there, and, and, and I said to myself, I was crushed, and I, I would go to every practice. By the way, through through the injury with a cast on, I went to every practice because I felt I wanted to be part of the team, and that's what kids. It, I'm sure there are plenty of kids that listen. It's something. It comes from within, Rick, and 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 that's the one thing, kids have to have it inside parents don't push well, them don't become don't don't try to live through them that's that's something i'm glad you yeah rob I, I i'm glad you brought that up because i think parents have to also come to grips with the reality that you know sometimes the kids just don't aren't that uh, you know concerned or upset or determined to to if things in sports don't work out they move on to something else and that's fine that's what life is all about however for those kids who are competitive, and for people like yourself, it is meaningful. I do want to compete. I do want to succeed. That's a great, great trait that, that uh, parents have to be sensitive to and see their youngster, this is seriously important to, to the kid. Parents have to be there to help encourage that and, and to basically understand that this is meaningful to the youngster. And if they want to continue on, then your job as a parent is to be supportive. As simple as that. And, and Rob, before I let you go, just tell me quickly, how, when you got injured as a, as a soccer player in high school, what was your dad's approach to all this? When you well, went, I'll tell you, you know what? My dad, he he was really upset for me, for me, not for himself. He said, "Robert, listen, you're going to get better. It, it, it's an injury. You're going to you're going to heal." It was a, it was a bad MCL. It was a third degree tear. And back then, it wasn't like now the way MRIs they had to do an orthogram. And you know, and, and I remember Doctor Warren who he was checking for you know the ligament was damaged, but he was checking for meniscus damage. Fortunately, there was no meniscus damage. It was just a, a third degree tear. I lost six weeks which is basically the whole soccer season. But he kept telling me, listen, it's okay. Whatever it is, it, it, you're going to come back. You're a young man. I was 17 at the time, and, 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 and he was always, he was there. And, and I cried. I cried. And, and, and you know what? This is what sports are. Winning is the least important thing, I think, in the scheme of things. Because it, it, I think just uh, understand, getting life's tools and what Rick I want to just leave it with this, and this has been a, a very thank you so much for the time because it's probably the most important call I've ever made in my life, and I'm still here on the planet. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and, and but your show, your show, Rick, is what my life and growing up with my dad. This is what it has always been, and that's why I got into the WFN more or less just to listen and, 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 and knock around talking sports and, you know, ranting and all of that nonsense, because all it is really is nonsense, <laughs> because as fans, we're not on the field, but 
next week I'm going to be out there with the professionals and giving it one more shot at well, my 40th anniversary. And uh, thank you so much. Well, th- thank you, Rob. We look forward to, to hearing from you next Sunday morning uh, down at the Verrazano Bridge. So, uh, yeah, by all means, give a shout. Obviously, we want to see you compete and see you see you finish uh, the marathon next Sunday as well. Rob, thank you. Thank you for sharing such, obviously, a very personal and very, very intimate uh, account today. That was really quite, quite, uh, quite emotional, quite touching. Thank you, Rob. Um, well, that, that is something special. And, uh, yeah, Rob, Rob is just another, another guy, like all of us, who wants to, loves playing sports and loves to compete, but he's also learned that, you know, there are setbacks in life, and thank goodness he has learned along the way how to cope with setbacks, and he just presses ahead. He keeps moving ahead, and that's, quite frankly, all we want for our kids to learn as well. Uh, let's go move on. Let's try it. Let's go to uh, Port Jefferson. Mike has been standing by for a few minutes. Mike, uh, are you there? Good morning. Yes, Mike. Go ahead. Hi. Yeah, I just want to comment on your last guest. Uh, yeah, I, I pretty much agree with everything he says. Uh, sports is a true life lesson. The last part of that is as you get older and you're an athlete and you love playing sports, is when to deal with the adversity of giving it up. Mm-hmm. That's the last life lesson. But, um, what I what I'd like to comment on, so far as the kids are concerned, I coached many years ago. This is back in maybe two thousand twenty something years ago, and um, my son was on a uh, was on a basketball team, and I was coaching, and it was a travel team, and we were playing we were playing in um, the Suffolk County Police League, and uh, it was sponsored by them. Right, and what happened was. We were playing a team. They were from Bayshore. It was like in the middle of the season, and that team crushed us. So I got the kids together, and we started practicing every day because we had to play this team. It finally came down to we had to play this team in the semifinals. I mean, we mm-hmm. got crushed by 40 points. <laughs> okay. And, and so what I taught the kids was, you know, like, you have to practice. We're going to practice together every night. We got to the semifinals. We were playing them, uh, this team that crushed us, Bayshore. And one of the kids on the team, his father was a referee. He wasn't refing our game. They refed the game before us. And another ref, which was a friend of his, at halftime, walked into the locker room and heard the other referees talking about how they had to make our team lose. They had to have Bayshore winning. Today was a real close game. Halftime we're in. I think we were down by one point. It was going back and forth. The second half, it was so blatant how they were making calls that were just like, you know, three feet away. They're calling a foul on a guy. It it, it was just so blatant. Mm -hmm. We ended up losing by one point. Mm -hmm. Okay. I didn't handle it very well. I had one of the metal chairs behind me. I just kicked it away. I walked right up to the right up to the person who was running it, and I explained to him, "You saw how they cheated. It was not right." And you know, he started running me up and down. I said, "Listen, we know who really won this game." I took the kids in the locker room and I said, "Kids, you learned a very important life lesson today. No matter how hard you tried." No matter how good you played, you don't always come out on top. Mm-hmm. And more than anything, 
it was just distressing. The kids were crying. It was emotional. I mean, they put their heart and soul into it. And you really could see on the, on the court, and we were in their own home court. We were away. How these kids were so distraught. I said, listen, you're going to move on. You're going to find out in life that this is life. And it, it was a really, I, believe, I hate to say it, but it really was a good lesson. <laughs> well, <laughs> Mike, the fact that you know what? yeah, but the fact is that this happened some years ago. It's still obviously still is fresh in your memory, like it happened yesterday. And oh my point, god, you know what? Yeah, it bothers me probably like, <laughs> and you know, it bothers me so much that these kids had to go through it because, like you said, you want to protect the kids. You want, you know, but they tried. The whole but, fact is they tried hard. That's the point, but the point is that, you know, at the end of the, they bounced back from getting beaten down by 40 points, and they lost in the second match by a point. And, you know, regardless of the officiating, it was good, bad, whatever, fact is the kids said, hey, we came back and almost beat these guys. Uh, and that's something they, that those kids, I guarantee, Mike, I guarantee they built upon that and said, yeah, we really did. You know, it would have been the upset of the year. If we had won, but boy, oh boy, we came awfully close. And I, I, again, that is exactly what we want our kids to learn. It's as simple as that. Mike, thank you for the call. Thank you for sharing that uplifting story. Would have been great if they had won, but I guarantee you this, the kids learned that they can basically use adversity as a positive tool. It's simple as that. And that's what it's all about, folks. You've got to teach your kids how to learn and to take away from the blessing of adversity. You learn more from your losses than you do from your wins. Okay, my thanks this morning to Brian McKeon. Please stick around for the NFL preview. That's up next. I'll see you next Sunday, Marathon Sunday, right here on Rick Wolf's Sports Edge. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 